Hello, and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm one of your hosts, Jordana Osman, here with my friend and Chavruta, and our daf today, Masachet Yuma, daf Mem Tet, page 49. So our daf really uh, deals with sort of two primary cases. It finishes up at the top of the daf with a continued discussion of a using your left hand for the avoda, which we talked about yesterday. Um, but it wants to deal with what happens if we need a replacement Kohen Gadol, right? In the middle of the avoda. Uh, something happens to the first Kohen Gadol. Some of the cases that are brought is that the Kohen Gadol actually dies. Some of them it's left a little bit vague. Um, and it's interesting that we don't even bring this case of, you know, Rabbi Yishmael ben Kimplit again, but could have been one of those types of scenarios. And what happens with Hafina or with the Dam of the Par? In other words, the first Kohen Gadol does sort of some of that avoda. A replacement Kohen Gadol needs to come in. And is that replacement Kohen Gadol use what had already been started by the first Kohen Gadol, or does it need to be that second Kohen Gadol's, you know, actual uh, scoop of uh, Ketoret, or or a cupful, a uh, handful of Ketoret, or um, the dam of the par that, that, that was actually, you know, his par that he did the Vidui on. So this discussion um, begins this way. Um, uh, Bal uh, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. So Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi um, asked the following: Chafein vamek, right? So let's say the Kohen Gadol filled his hands with the Ketoret, um, and you know must have put it in the ladle or something like that and died. But again, there's really a lot of details that are not in a lot of these cases, and the Mefarshim come and sort of try to fill in uh, some of those details, right? So what is it with the, the second Kohen Gadol when he enters the Kaddish Kedoshim? Um, you know, does he need to, does he use that sort of original or the first Kohen Gadol's uh, Ketoret that he had and then that's what's going to be burned? Or the question is, does he need to basically do it all over again? So the Gemara gets on a little bit of a tangent here about Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi and who was older um, which I'm going to skip. Um, but then later on, sort of at the end of Amadal, it's, it's a pretty long tangent. Uh, so it says, Mal habi So what was the result of this question? Amarav Papa, so Rav Papa says, I chofen chofen. So if the Kohen Gadol fills his hands, right before going into the Kaddish Kedoshim, then he needs to fill once he gets inside. Remember that the whole process was, was that the Kohen Gadol would fill his hands of the Ketoret, put it into the ladle, then carry the ladle into the Kaddish Kedoshim, then take the, the Ketoret that was in that ladle and put the, 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 that Ketoret and the coals on the floor, and that's what would smoke and, and fill the Kaddish Kedoshim. So what Rav Papa is basically saying here is that, you know, if, in other words, at some point, the Kohen Gadol just has to sort of do this thing of, of, of Chofein, of having it in his hands. So if he's going to sort of fill the Ketoret again in his hands, you know, in the Kaddish Kedoshim, right? So then this second Kohen Gadol basically can just use the original, um, the original Ketoret, because he will have carried out, uh, you know, sort of Chafina. In other words, Chafina, the act of Chafina is just at some point, the Kohen Gadol needs to actually, you know, sort of have this, um, uh, you know, this filling of his hands with Ketoret. And it doesn't make a difference of whether or not it's going to have been at the beginning 
or whether or not it's the second one when he's actually inside of the uh, of the Kaddish Kedoshim itself. But if the Kohen Gadol didn't fill his hands with any type of Ketorah before getting in and has and fills his hands again once inside, right? So he only fills it when he got, got in to Bailah. So, you know, that's really sort of the, that's really sort of the, the, the question um, to ask here. That in other words, if the second Kohen Gadol sort of gets in to the Kaddish Kedoshim, um, where all the Hafina was done by the first person, right? So in other words, it's never been done with his old hands. That's really kind of the question here. And so they're going to reject Rapapa's reasoning. Amrle Rav Huna, Bereza Rav Yeshua, Rav Papa. So Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yeshua, says to Rav Papa, Adarabba, to the contrary. If the coin title filled his hands and then filled, you know, and then, you know, and then enters and then fills his hands again, Right, then no Kohen, right, should be should be able. Uh, well, then basically the replacement Kohen Gadol, right, cannot come in with his, you know, using that Chafina, right? Because it's you know it's basically like it's not the right size for his hands. And again, I think this piece is so interesting because we saw that in a previous stuff that. Chafina is one of these weird things. It doesn't have like an actual, well, it does. It has a measurement and the measurement is the Kohen Gadol's hands. So it's going to basically change depending on who is it. Maybe that second Kohen Gadol is going to need a little bit less or a little bit more because it's not going to be the same size. But if the Kohen Gadol doesn't fill his hands, right, before going into the Kaddish Kedoshim, and then, you know, and then fill it again once he's inside to Bailach. That really is the question here, right? So in other words, let's say the Kohen Gadol just takes the the, the Ketoris that's on the ladle and just sort of spills it out and doesn't actually fill his hands with it, right? Then the cup, you know, the, the hands full that he was supposed to bring into the Kaddish Kedoshim of the Ketoris was just filled with outside and it was never actually done um, inside. And so we have to basically figure out, right, the essential question here is, you know, can the second Kohen Gadol at all rely on any part of the Hafina that was done by uh, by the first Kohen Gadol? And so then the Gemara is going to go on and explains, right, they asked, right, so the real question is, does the Kohen Gadol fill his hands, right, again, before going into the Kaddish Kadoshim, right? Sorry, he fills his hands before going into the Kaddish Kadoshim. Then he enters into the Kaddish Kadoshim. And does he have to fill it again? Or does he not? Um, or does he not have to do that at all? And so now the answer they're going to come to Toshma, right? They're going to quote a missionary. This was the required measurement. My love, Kishem, Shemidata, Mibachut, Kach Midata. Right? Doesn't it mean that when we say midata, right, that there was a required measurement, right? And this was quoted in a Mishnah on the previ- on the daf of Mem Zion on forty seven. Doesn't this mean that the measurement that had that was for the Ketorah that was done outside of the Kodesh Kedoshim needs to be the same measurement for inside the Kodesh Kedoshim, right? And so we basically learn it has to be filled. It basically the Chafina has to be done twice 
And it seems to be that it has to be the same measurement. And so the Gemara says, low, they reject this. Maybe what the Mishnah means that if the Kohen Gadol wanted to make sort of a Mida for a Hafina, um, he could he could make one, right? Like in other words, he could of measurement. Or maybe it means that once he did that first Hafina for the second one, he shouldn't take away from it and he um and he shouldn't actually uh he shouldn't uh, do less, shouldn't took away or he shouldn't do more. So that's sort of the Gemara's discussion about whether or not you have to do that second, um, you have to do that second chafina uh, there. Um, and then it's going to go on and say, Toshma. So I actually think, and Anne, maybe you can weigh in here. I don't think the Gemara actually really resolves this question at all well, right? It doesn't really resolve well what the inquiry is and it doesn't really resolve well what the answer is, right? It's just more, I think to me, what I got at the end of this discussion is that, you know, there's definitely a question of are two, are both chafinas necessary, right? The first one obviously is an important part of the avodah, right? It's the initial getting the ketorah into the, the, the ladle that's going to bring it into the Kaddish Kedoshim. But the question is, how essential is that second chafina? And does the measurement of the second chafina have to be the same. You know, I read this part a couple of times and I think it is left a little bit ambiguous, like where the Gemara is actually getting to here. Um, I think the second one is considered the main avoda. So I don't think it's optional. I think the question of whether it can be split between two is the is the key question that you've been addressing here, right? Like if if let's say he does the first part and then he dies and he can't do the second part. So does the second Kohen have to go back and do the first part again, or can he use what the first guy has done? That I think is is the key question. Meaning that that's the question that you say that it doesn't it's not fully resolved here. And I think that that's true. I keep wondering if we're going to come to more, you know, if not on the next stuff, then maybe the one after, you know, to to see if there's something inclusive conclusive. And then I'm reminded of the fact that we saw Takeo and Takeo and Takeo on the previous stuff, and maybe we're not going to have something fully conclusive. The reason I say that I think that the second one is a main avoda is because the the Gemara continues right from where you left off, and you know it's ostensibly trying to bring a different solution and another suggestion as a resolution to this whole dilemma. But what it's doing is talking about exactly how the Kohen Gadol is supposed to handle the the incense and the coals in the Kodesh Kodeshim. And I have to say that. For all that, I mostly am a visual learner. You know, we've talked about this before, you know, especially with Eruvin. And usually I can picture what I'm reading, you know, maybe wrong, but at least I think I'm picturing it. Um, in this case, I'm not 100% sure. So maybe we can, you know, anybody who, who can do the gymnastics of this, you know, make us a video and send it in. Kate Sanhuo says, so what would he do? What did the Kohen Gadol do? So remember, he's got to have, he's got his ketoret and he's got his coals. And he has the handful from the ketoret that he's put in the spoon. And now he's got to hold that spoon, but he's also got to hold the pan of the coals. And we said, right, that the one was in the right hand, the coal is in the right hand, and the spoon or the ladle, rather, is in the left hand. Okay? And now the question is, how is he holding it? So, ochez et habazach barosh et botav. So he holds that ladle, right, with the fronts of his fingertips, the, the tops of his fingers, his fingertips. V'yesh omrim b'shinav. Some would say that he will hold it in his teeth. Umale begudalo. And then he would kind of rest it, I guess, something, erase it kind of with his thumb. 
until it would reach to the point of his elbows. So I want to say, like, so far so good, except for I'm still not quite sure that I can picture what he's doing. So then what does he do? He he returns that same incense into his to the palms of his hands, and then he has to pour it from his hands into the coal pan, right? So that it's gonna now smoke, right? That's the whole goal here. And so he puts that incense into a pile on the coals. Let's see. Or maybe he doesn't make it into a pile, but he kind of spreads it out all, all over the coal pan so that that same smoke is going to rise quickly, right? This is a question. If you have a pile of incense, then it will smoke slowly. If you have a thin layer of incense, of course, it will smoke quickly. So the claim here of the Gemara, and I'm, I see good reason to rely on this, right? This is the most difficult of the Avodah of the Beit HaMikdash. This is the most difficult rite that they had to do. Zohi Vitulo. And then, of course, the Gemara says, really? Are you sure? Like, there was nothing else that was harder? Vaha'ika Malika. Vaha'ika Kamitsa. He says, well, there's pinching, right? There's a way that they would snap the head of a bird um, with one hand. Isn't that harder? And then there's taking a handful of the flour. That's also very complicated. So he says, no, this, this, this incense is one of the most difficult of the rites in the Beit HaMikdash, as opposed to saying that it's really just the single most difficult one. Let's, let's correct it to not be too, um, too absolute. Um, meaning that what we've got here is we've got scooping, and again, you know, that scooping of the first handful, and then going back and scooping again. And so all of this case, Yordana, perhaps this gives you the answer, and perhaps it's why I thought that this was such an essential part, and it wasn't because it's, it's the part that I prepared more intensively. Um, you know, the, the conclusion then is that there are two scoops. What it doesn't tell me is still what happens if we have two different people who need to do that scooping. Meaning if the first one is for whatever reason, whether he's dead or he's tummy, he's somehow incapacitated, he cannot do that second scooping, does this does the does his replacement can the replacement use the scooping that he did because that was a mitzvah accounts even though the amount might be different than his own hands or does he have to go back and do it again? So you really said something to me that now I need to reread the whole tab. I'm I sorry. I no no no. I mean it in a great way. This is like you guys are seeing the chavrusa in action. <laughs> I kept thinking about it in terms of like it's the first chavina that's important. But you're like 100% right. Obviously, it's the second chavina that's important because that's when you're putting on the coals and getting the smoke. So the whole daf means something different. I almost feel like I need to re-record everything I said at the beginning. But I'm going to leave it so people see the process. (laughs) (laughs) But this is what Kamara is, right? Meaning the fact that I've said it before. Somebody even asked about it. I couldn't even find it because I say it all the time. And so I don't know where I say it. That's how much I say it all the time. You read things four times. We need to read things four times to know what we do know, what we don't know. And then we delve in further. So so Dafyomi goes faster than being able to do Elon, where you read everything four times and and then delve in. You know, that's that's our pace. Yeah, I got very stuck on like the first Cohen Gadol. And you correctly are getting stuck on the second one. Like your point is like, no, the guy who's filling in, he's the one who's really doing the important part. <laughs> I mean, they're right. both important. They're both I important, exactly. On, like the second one, like on the first one. Wow. And also, I- you would never plan it this way, right? Meaning, whatever has happened to Cohen Gadol A, 
right? It is inadvertent. It is unintentional. They're never going to split this Rafina intentionally. It's because something has happened to him, whether Tame or dead or something else, whatever, I don't know, that we need a second one to come and, and handle the rest. Right. Well, um, I also, just want to mention... Yeah, yeah I want to say this is a boundary-pushing discussion. In other words, the fact that they don't bring a Masa Shahaya, right? There's no case of like, oh, this happened once. This is clearly because if something like this happened, you would think people would have remembered it. I don't this, know. I don't think that's I I, I actually really, think it probably I think did happen. Pushing. No, I'm sure I would think I'm sure it happened, right? They there's so much here that they're that they're expressing their dismay that they don't remember or that they don't have a Masora for. And I feel like it's what I said at the very beginning of this parak, right? Here we are in the Kodesh Kodeshim with details that are not relevant for most people. They're not relevant for most people like us generations later, but they're also not me- relevant for most people even at the time. There were Kohanim for whom it was not really relevant, right? So to say that we would expect that all of those details would get passed down, I, I don't think we have to say that. I, I mean, maybe we- maybe they would have been, but but I don't think that we have to say that. I think it's interesting really that the Mishnah and the Gemara delve into this in a way that is you know for everybody even though the everybody would never have been there well i guess you know we'll call this episode it's one of probably thought of it differently and i appreciate you pointing out to me what i think is really the right framing for that first discussion okay i want to just mention and we're not going to discuss it because oh my goodness look at the time the second half or the really the bulk of on the bet is about a whole other discussion of what happens about redeeming different animals for other animals in the case of, I mean, whatever, in the case it begins, there's a discussion there of the Korban Pesach, there's a dis- discussion of what you cannot redeem and with what animal can you not redeem for the Korban Pesach, etc. So, uh, you know, read through it, it's interesting, um, it's complicated, it would have merited our attention if we weren't, you know, very involved in this process of the Ketoret. That's our DAF discussion for the day. Thank you for joining us. Rank us, review us where you get your podcast. Come talk to us on our Facebook page and tell us what you think about these Kohen Gadol Aleph and Kohen Gadol Bet and how the Ketorah process is the hardest or one of the hardest processes of the entire Avodat Yom HaKippurim and everything else. Uh, thank you to Rabbi Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. And until tomorrow, go and learn. 